If I somehow manage to lose signal, please send help. I've tried outgoing calls hundreds of times. I'm not sure how long we've been gone. The date on my phone makes no sense. GPS isn't working and our maps don't seem to align. I'm not sure how long I've been driving or how much longer I can keep it up. Search and Rescue should have been looking for us a long time ago. Our families would have sent help. There is no dirt road that can go this long without any signs of life. Something is wrong. Very, very wrong. Update. I've documented our trip in detail. If we don't find our way home, I hope someone reads our story. July 7th. My friend Travis and I left to go camping. We left in the wee hours of the morning when it was still dark. Travis slept and I drove along the pitch black highway as we descended into the mountains. Eventually, the radio turned to static and I turned it off. We had planned a trip in the Rocky Mountains National Park, but the road was shut down and we got all turned around and upside down, so we just kept driving. I remember seeing a sign for Sawtooth Mountain, but that was quite a ways back. Even if no one sees this, I need to sort this out in my head. We drove in the dark slowly along the dirt roads, looking for a good place to hike around and set up camp. We spotted a small trail inlet with a camping permitted sign, so we pulled over, parked our car and marked our spot on the GPS, and grabbed our camping supplies. We hiked a few hours or so until we reached a secluded area in the woods near a small lake. We spent the afternoon setting up camp and gathering firewood, also hiking around a bit to become familiar with our surroundings. The day passed quickly and the dusk descended on us. Travis and I watched the sunset sitting around a fire and passed a bottle of buffalo trace back and forth. The moon was completely full that night, shining across the lake. Only a few clouds in the sky and there were so many stars that the sky looked fake. It was the kind of quiet you never get in the city, no matter what hour. We hadn't seen nor heard anyone come and go from our camp area all evening or on the hiking trail for that matter. As the night went on, we heard a strange distant noise that night that immediately sent us into high alert. It sounded like someone was clearing their throat through static playing on an old radio, but in a chittering noise that an animal would make. We both looked at each other. What the fuck was that? It made us both woozy and changed the mood immediately. The noise in the distance quieted down. Maybe we've had a little too much bourbon, Travis told me with an uneasy look. We calmed down and pretty much forgot about the noise. We decided to get some rest. We eventually dozed off, but I'm not sure I truly ever fell asleep. I kept waking up to images of dark figures watching me in the woods. July 8th. I woke up to Travis yelling outside the tent. John, get out here. I could tell something was wrong by the tone in his voice. I climbed out of the tent and saw Travis standing there, looking up into the trees. I followed his gaze and saw our packs hanging in the tree branches, about 40 feet in the air. What the fuck could have done this? We stared at each other uneasy and frightened. Something was not right, but the prospect of someone doing this while we were passed out didn't make much sense. And how would someone even do that? It would have made a lot of noise, noise that I would have heard while laying there half asleep. Had I fallen in a deeper sleep than I thought? And what kind of animal could possibly do something like that? 
We spent all afternoon trying to get our things down from the trees, throwing rocks, attempting to climb. Neither of us were interested in another night in the forest. By the time we knocked our packs free from the branches, it was already dusk and we still had a long hike and we were too exhausted. We packed our things up and hiked our way back around the lake towards the main trail. We came across a little site that was protected perfectly, nestled up next to a rock wall surrounded by a few large pine trees. We tried to brush off the strangeness from the morning. I had a pounding headache and I thought perhaps dipping into the whiskey bottle would calm it down. We broke out our snacks, realizing that neither of us had eaten much. I still felt uneasy but took small comfort in the fact that we had a gun and a camp axe. Night descended upon us once more and we sat around the fire but spent most of the time staring into the fire. Neither of us much in mood for conversation. Our moods had turned dark. I was stroking the fire with a camp stick that I had been whittling on and before I could even look up, something in the distance behind Travis's shoulder sent a chill down my spine. I froze. I saw something moving in the tree lines along the lake. I squinted. Silhouette of a man, yet impossibly tall, looming, and the darkest black I've ever seen. He didn't move like a man. It appeared in one place, then the next, peeking out from behind the tree trunks, then ducking behind them. It got closer, maybe 50 yards away. Travis saw the expression change on my face, and he heard the rustling behind him in the woods and froze. He turned his head to look behind him, but it had vanished. Trying to describe the truly awful, pulsing shadow of a man I had seen peeking at us behind the large pine trees, I was shivering. I was watching it, expecting it to appear before us at any second. And the feeling in the pit of my stomach, the feeling of pure dread overwhelmed my entire body. My blood ran cold. I wanted to vomit. Travis saw the color drain out of my face. Hand me my pack. I'll get the pistol out. He whispered, trying not to show any fear. We called out into the forest, trying our best to frighten whatever was out there. Who's out there? We're armed. Show yourself now or we will shoot. Travis called out. Dead silence, but I could feel its presence. Travis cocked the pistol and walked carefully towards where the man had stood. If you're out here, show yourself now. I don't want to shoot you. He called while advancing out of our camping area and into the tree line. I followed shaken, but taking steps behind him carrying my camp axe. I was filled with a mixture of anger and terror, and I felt a strange sadness that overcame me. Travis froze. The trees rattled in the distance. He stammered. It just, it just fucking shimmied up a tree and vanished. I had seen it too. We bolted back to our camp. I've never seen anything move that way. Travis said softly. That, that thing, it's like staring into a void. I said, we need to leave now. Where the fuck did it go? It's up there, watching us. We quickly packed up as many things as we could, and then we made our way to the trail. We didn't make it more than five minutes down the mountain before the strange static noises in the distance broke the silence. We walked faster, down the mountain trail ahead of us. A long looming shadow stood there, perfectly still in the midnight. It didn't seem to have eyes, but I could tell that it was staring into us. Like it was transmitting a signal of terror and hatred directly into my skull. My temples pulsed. We looked at each other and both to the opposite way of it, up the mountain trail. It didn't chase. Suddenly, 
It was gone again. We stopped, out of breath. I knew I should never let myself get this out of shape. Travis was hurting too. We stopped to catch our breaths, and after a few minutes, we heard a branch crack in the distance behind us. Both of us looked at each other, and without saying a word, we started moving. As we continued further down the mountain trail, we knew at some point we would need to double back. We were headed up. We needed to make our way down the mountain to our car. I didn't care about our gear that we left behind. I turned around to consider our position. Travis stood in the middle of the trail with his mouth wide open and he pointed to the top of the nearby tree. Standing on a branch towards the top of a 150 foot tree was an impossibly long shadow of a man. The edges of the shadow were blurry, buzzing almost with static. It hurt my eyes. The weight of the branches could not support anything of that size. It didn't make any sense. We stared back at it, frozen, unable to comprehend it or what to do next. I was tired of running. I took the axe out of my pack. After standing perfectly still, it suddenly moved from one treetop to another so quickly that it almost appeared to teleport. The trees were shaking a bit. It was now hovering right above us in the tree to our right. It made that awful, chittering, static noise. Suddenly, the noises began to come from all the trees in all directions. It wasn't alone. We were surrounded with shadows standing among the treetops looking down on us. They pulsed and shifted into various shapes. My head pounded from looking at them directly. One smaller figure was perched on all fours, lowered to the ground, right in front of us. It looked like a giant black wolf. Trapped, we turned to bolt further up a small trail, one side of the drop off with trees and the other side with a mountain wall, and ran maybe 100 feet around the bend. Around that curve, that trail abruptly ended ahead of us. The shadows descended upon us, a sharp cliff overlooking the entire valley below. We turned around, the shuddering, pulsing, vibrating shadows of various sizes stood there, on the trail and in the trees, perfectly still, blocking our way out. And then the noise began again. It was almost like they were chanting it while someone turned the dial on an old radio. My entire head felt like it was going to explode. It was as if they were able to implant all the most horrible thoughts and feelings I've ever had into my head all at once. Feeling of self-loathing, hatred, loneliness, despair, anger. I wanted to throw myself off the edge of the cliff so badly. I could feel their intention. They wanted to witness our deaths. I turned and walked to the cliff's edge, looking down at the panoramic view below. I spotted a trailhead entrance a hundred feet below and far off in the distance. Travis was right behind me. He shouted, Jonathan, fight it. You're my best friend. You have a family. It broke me free from the barrage of terrible thoughts and I stopped myself from doing a swan dive over. Travis stood there with a look of pure sadness on his face. I had a flash vision in my brain of Travis suddenly pulling out his gun, putting it to his temple and pulling the trigger, then falling backwards off the cliff. I shoved him hard away from the cliff's edge. The gun! The figures remained staring at us, unmoved. Their noises suddenly stopped. They didn't have mouths, but you could picture their horrible, twisting expressions. The hatred in their absence of eyes, pure darkness. Travis snapped out of his trance, grabbed the gun from his waist, and flipped off the safety, and fired several rounds directly at the perfectly still figures. They didn't move, not for at least a minute. They stayed perfectly still, 
pulsing like they were staring into our souls. Then, almost at once, they vanished, tree branches cracking around us. Stunned, we immediately began to descend back down the mountain. As I passed through where the figure stood, my blood ran cold, like I was running through an ice cavern. We slowed our pace, out of breath, and from the corners of our eyes, we began to notice shadowy figures of all shapes and sizes, twisting and bending, pulsing in the trees all around us. I tried to ignore them, tried to pretend that they weren't there. They were jumping from tree to tree and clicking at that low guttural throat clearing static noise. But now it almost sounded excited like they were celebrating. The noises grew louder and more intense and all at once. The sadness, anger and frustration wasted over my entire body but I had to fight it. We ran down the trail for what felt like hours occasionally stopping to hyperventilate. The shadow creatures had long disappeared but the woods somehow looked stranger. Everything was a blur and nothing seemed real, almost like a vivid painting. I could hear frantic static noises behind us in the distance through the trees. I saw the trailhead entrance before us. We had finally reached it. I looked up, hundreds of feet above. I saw the cliff edge where we had stood in our standoff hours before. We fucking made it. We beat you. Suddenly, I felt woozy again. I looked at Travis, who looked like he was trying to scream but couldn't. I froze. I saw the pulsating, shadow-like visions of our lifeless bodies splattered on the edge of the rocks, off the left of the trail, below the cliff. Organs leaking, and brain matter dripping across the rocks. We broke through those horrible visions and ran out the entrance of the trail. We felt victory as we saw our car, hopped in it, and hightailed it out of there. That feels so long ago now, and I'm so tired, so very, very tired. We have been looking for the paved road to signal we have made it out, or even a mountain house, a car, any signs of life, but it feels like we've been driving in circles over and over again. I turned on the radio, but you guessed it, static. I have no idea why this phone is still turned on. I haven't heard a word out of Travis since we escaped the mountains. Come to think of it. He hasn't spoken since right before I had the terrible vision of him killing himself. I hope someone sees this. Please send help.